Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defended Ben's lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas. The live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Today, we are going to chat about silencers, or the term I like to use, suppressors. We're going to teach little mom and pop gun stores how to order suppressors through the silencer shop website for their customers. But before I get to that, let me get a little, just a little stuff off my chest. Now, don't don't let the NFL protests get hijacked and stolen. Keep the eye on the prize. The NFL protest is about unarmed men and women getting gunned down in the streets of the United States of America by police officers and not being prosecuted. So don't let that narrative change or, or that focus change at all. So we're talking about, you're, you're talking about the, the young man that was in Florida. He was a healthcare worker who was laying on his back with his hands in the air. And the person that he was caring for was sitting in front of him with a toy truck in his hand. And for about 20 minutes, he begged for a police officer to not shoot or hurt uh, his patient. And then the officer actually shot the healthcare worker, the one that was laying on his back with his hands in the air. And no one has been prosecuted for that. So these are the things that we're talking about. So don't let that NFL protest get hijacked and stolen. On the morning of 16 October 1968, U.S. Olympic athlete Tommy Smith won the 200-meter race with a world record time of 19.83 seconds. Australia's Peter Norman finished second with a time of 20.6 seconds. And the U.S. John Carlos won third place with a time of 20.10 seconds. After the race was completed, the three went to the podium for their medals. The two U.S. athletes received their medals shoeless, but wearing black socks to represent black poverty. Smith wore a black scarf around his neck to represent black pride. Carlos had his track suit top unzipped to show solidarity with all blue-collar workers in the U.S. and wore a necklace of beads, which he described were for those individuals that were lynched or killed and hung and tarred. This is 1968 at the U.S. Olympics. Both U.S. athletes intended to bring black gloves to the event, but Carlos forgot his, leaving them in the Olympic Village. It was Peter Norman who suggested Carlos wear Smith's left-handed glove. For this reason, Carlos raised his left hand as opposed to his right. 
different from the traditional black power salute. When the Star Spangled Banner played, Smith Carlos, Smith and Carlos delivered the salute and with heads bowed, a gesture which became front page news around the world. As they left the podium, they were booed to the crowd. It was 1968. Here we are again in 2017. Athletes are standing up for what they believe in. This is not about the national anthem. It's not about the American flag. This is about a country that will not acknowledge the fact that unarmed Americans are being shot and killed by police or shot and killed by police while complying and the officers do not get prosecuted. Someone will say, well, what about Chicago? Well, in Chicago, it is black on black crime. Yes, that is correct. But in Chicago, those people are being prosecuted and put in jail and they will feel the full effects of the law. They will be put underneath the jail. The problem is we can witness an officer clearly violate someone's civil rights on camera and not one of them get prosecuted is what the problem is. So stop trying to change the narrative. How would you like to see them protest? Answer that for me. Tell me right now. Tell me how you should, how should they protest? What should they do? Should they riot? Burn down the neighborhood? What would be an acceptable way to protest? We'll come back to that later. In other news, Austin, Texas, black women are leaving the Travis County Democratic Party at the same rate they are leaving the Democratic Party on the national level. Why, you say? Well, because black women are realizing that the Democratic Party only caters to them during election cycle. And the party that is trying to convince black mothers to abort their kids and make them feel abortion is a great thing. This is called genocide. The Democratic Party is responsible for the genocide of black America and it's going unchecked. In other news, Hurricane Harvey victims are not even welcomed in Austin. Mayor Adler, who happens to be Jewish, could have asked and pushed for the hurricane victims to set up camp at the Jewish Community Center in Austin. But nope. Instead, small organizations with no funding are struggling to help victims, even to the point of getting evicted from properties in Austin, leaving the evacuees homeless yet once again. Now, Austin City Council, they're getting ready to spend $500,000 to help undocumented workers with their legal fees to fight ICE. Let that sink in for a minute. They're getting ready to spend $500,000 to help legal fees for ICE so they can actually fight their deportation for them being illegally here in the country. Your tax dollars are being spent to fight court cases of people that are here in the country illegally. What happens in Mexico if you are caught in the country illegally? You're put in jail. What happens in Canada if you're in the country illegally? Ah, you and whoever is assisting you are prosecuted and put in jail. Now, we have Austin City Council member, check this one out, Jimmy Flanagan, has got caught tweeting a picture of his sexual organ. That's right, your Austin City Council member, Jimmy Flanagan. You probably didn't hear about this. It wasn't in, it wasn't in Austin Chronicle. It wasn't in the Statesman. As a matter of fact, all we heard from them are just crickets. It was just nothing but crickets. Austin, Austin Chronicle, Statesman. And, you know, and, and I just don't, I don't get it. The funny thing is about this tweet is that 
he was wearing a T-shirt that said the world's greatest dad while showing his, and I might say, very small penis. This also means that someone in the Jimmy Flanagan's camp is very disgruntled, and I hear that more pictures will pop up very soon. What is really strange is that the Austin Chronicle and Statesman has remained silent, like I said before. And so all I got to say is a shame. Shame on Austin City Council member Jimmy Flanagan. Shame. 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 Shame on you. The world's greatest dad definitely goes to poor judgment. All right, so those are some of the things that's going on this week, let me tell you. And I, I know you guys... We were sitting here before the show and we're talking about, you know, the tweets that are going back and forth between the president and the members of the NFL and 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 also the NBA. I thought that was actually hilarious. I thought it was hilarious how uh, Steph Curry, you know, said, well, you know what? I'm not going to go to the White House. And then Trump tweeted back. Well, you're uninvited. Man, I tell you, I think it's hilarious. I, I'm starting to like it more and more every day. I really am. You know, last year I was like, no, I'm not feeling Trump at all. But now, you know what? I like him. You know, he, you know, he, he feels something. You know what? Fine. You don't want to come? Fine. You're not welcome. I like it more and more every day. And then uh, we got a response from LeBron James. What did LeBron say? You remember what? Do you know what he said? What did he say? He said something. Said something to the effect of uh, "you fool" or something like that. You can't uninvite someone that's not invited. So they're going back and forth on Twitter uh, talking about this in, uh, NFL protest. And now. Yeah, he called Trump a bum. Oh, a bum. OK, <laughs> a bum. Yeah, that. that's right. He said, you bum. You can't <laughs> you can't uninvite someone that's not invited. So, yeah, they're going back and forth on Twitter. I thought that's pretty funny. And like I said earlier, you know, uh, it's it, when you're a wolf and you're barking at the moon, you know, I, it no one notices. But definitely when the moon turns around and barks back, everyone's going to notice. So definitely, you know, don't bark back at him. But, I, yeah, I like it anyway. It's, it's funny. It's hilarious. All right. So now what are your thoughts about, let me ask uh, Janai this, you know, what are your thoughts about this, the NFA, NFL protests? Um, and be honest with me. I am because Because, be like, Dave, Dave I, if David was here, David would say, you know what? I think you should stand up and support the, you know, the United States and stand up and salute the flag and and all that stuff. So, I mean, just honestly, yeah. tell me your here's your what opinion. I think. I was I was actually watching Fox News this morning and I heard differing opinions. There was a veteran on there and some people that were support in support of it. My thoughts are, I don't think that uh, the issues have anything to do with football. I think these athletes have so much power that they could use their time and resources much better than taking a kneel when they're playing the national anthem. I don't agree that, I mean, I do agree that there's problems out there, um, but that would be like problems in the Catholic Church, for example, when priests do something wrong. I wouldn't stop going to church because of that. Mm. Okay? I would find a way to make it right. So... I don't know if there's a victim defense fund or whatever out there, but maybe these athletes should get together, make some sort of defense fund for these people that are charged wrongfully or victims of, of something that is not right in society and help make it right. The flag has nothing to do with it. That doesn't mean everyone is not American, and I don't think that the message they're giving is the right one. I think that they could do something much more powerful than what they're doing. 
Yeah, they're protesting the national anthem of the greatest country in the world. Exactly. And that doesn't have anything to do with really what's going on. There's some bad people out there and they should be held accountable. But this is a great country and they should, you know, that, that flag represents the greatness of it. And choosing to not respect it makes you just as bad, really, in my opinion. So definitely tell me what your thoughts are there. I call in numbers 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. And once again, that's 512-643-5483. Definitely call in. I see comments coming in on Facebook. People saying most players have foundations. Uh, Colin did just that. He donated, it looks like, $1 million, one person said. Uh, they're not protesting the anthem. And please read the third verse of the anthem. Okay? So I tell you what, why don't you call in and you tell us what the third verse of the anthem is. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. And let me go to Ryan. What, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the protests and what's going on with the NFL? I have a lot. I don't know exactly where to start. Um, the, one of the biggest is this is still about a free speech issue. They're private industries. The NFL can say what they want to about their players. But maybe that means people are protesting the NFL and not watching the games for the wrong reason. It's, you know, we're letting business... We're not, let, we're not saying to the businesses, we don't appreciate you not giving people free speech. And instead, we're just going to ride off of this government-subsidized flag program, which is why they started running the flags and everything to begin with, which some of what they do, such as spreading the flag flat across the field, is actually against the U.S. flag code, which is just interesting. Um, yeah, it's maybe we're just approaching this from the wrong angle. Okay. Uh, what do you think about that, Zach? Uh, yeah, you're also not supposed to put the flag on pillows... Pants, and napkins. <laughs> yeah, you mean tell I me I can't for or use it time. for or use it for marketing? You mean tell me I can't wear my wear the U.S. flag as underwear? <laughs> I'm doing as it long anyway. as you don't get any me, marks I'm on you, it. And people ask me, you know, Michael, what would you do? Well, you know what I would do? I'm going to stand. You know, I, I I stand for the anthem. I believe in singing the anthem. I love the anthem. Uh, but I will definitely find another way to protest because I do support what they're doing. I do think that there is a problem here. It's not about the anthem. It's not about standing or sitting for the anthem. It's about the issue. The issue is police accountability. Yeah, and that's an what the issue. issue is. So please not let us not lose sight of police accountability because that's what the problem is. But should we take away someone's voice on how they choose to address that? So how should they protest? Did that's you know what that the NFL is a 501c3 nonprofit organization? All right, so I'm asking you out there, how should they protest? Uh, our call-in number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is State Representative Jonathan Stickland, and you are listening to Come and Talk It on Talk 1370. The right choice. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about the NFL protest slash boycott. So tell me, should the NFL players bend a knee? 
I need you to tell me, should they bend the knee or not bend the knee? That's what we're talking about. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. All right, so let me go to line one, Becky. Becky says, no, it's inappropriate. What you got for us, Becky? Welcome to Come and Talk It. Well, I just wanted to say the person that just spoke before your break is your typical person who talks around and doesn't really address the question. He talked about how we're supposed to treat the flag and everything but the true issue, which is if you have a problem with Trump, then take it up with Trump. But don't disrespect the flag and the country and the people who fought for our flag and for our freedom. And the people that they're bending their knee to are the very people who fought for their right to do that. Ooh, thank you, Becky. I sure appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let me go to line two. Maj Toray, Black Guns Matter. So, Maj, uh, should the NFA players bend the knee or not bend the knee? I think that to address, use your, use your platform, your, your uh, popularity platform, to address a serious issue that's going on in America, I think that's, that's, that's noble. I think that what's more important is we, we focus on the actual reason for why people are protesting, especially athletes, millionaires, multimillionaires, influential people. I think it's more important that we, ro- we focus on what they're protesting for as opposed to, you know, oh, they, they seem as if they're disrespecting the flag. Disrespecting the flag is desecrating the flag. Disre- disrespecting the flag is lighting the flag on fire and things of that nature. A flag is something that presents an ideal and reminds us as, w- you know, what our ideals are and what we aspire to. When someone takes a knee, that's like a timeout. They're saying, hey, everything isn't okay right now, and we need to bring attention to the things that are improper and, you know, have a corrective course of action. Um, So, yes, I think that actors, athletes, entertainers, politicians, if they're about justice, if they're about the Constitution, if, you know, there's a segment of the American population that feels and is being underserved, uh, brutalized or things of that nature. That's a, that's a problem for all Americans. So yes, I respect any uh, you know athlete as well that that decides to you know take a knee in silent and peaceful protest, as well as I respect you know uh, you know everyone's ability to say no. I choose to still stand. That's the beauty of freedom. That's the beauty of choice. And Mars, so I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. This is not about the national anthem. It's not about the American flag. This is about a country that will not acknowledge the fact that unarmed Americans are being shot and killed by police yep. or shot and yep. killed by police while complying, and the officers do not get prosecuted. So it's not about right. the flag. Right, exactly. And I think that's what I mean when I say we're, ma- you know, the media and maybe even us at a certain point, because initially it started with, you know, you know Mr. Kaepernick. I think that what's happening is we're making it about that. Not about the actual thing that, you know, Kaepernick decided to say, hey, this is what I'm kneeling for to bring some attention to. It's not his job because he can't fix everything, but he can use his platform to generate energy. And he has, saying this to the point where it's cost him a job, saying this to say, yes, you're absolutely right. That's what we're getting caught up in. Oh, it's about the flag. No, it's not. It's about there are serious cases of unarmed American citizens being murdered by law enforcement righteously, uh, unjustifiably, uh, you know, we can have that conversation. But the reality is, overwhelmingly, there's not even charges brought up and or the convictions are even more nil. So that's the reality. And every racial background in America should be concerned about that. So absolutely, I think that having a peaceful protest, because, okay, when people aren't peacefully protesting and they're rioting and they're having rebellions and things of that nature, then it's, 
oh, yeah, no, that's not okay. Okay, well, if someone uses their platform and says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with this, that, that's a very respectful, peaceful way to bring attention to something that we as the American populace have to fix. All right. And then I know I'm, I'm getting a lot of comments on Facebook. So let me say this. Uh, so the comments are saying, you know, something to the effect of I'm going to sum it up just a little bit. They're saying, hey, this is the American flag. You know, this is the United States of America. You know, we should all stand together and support the flag, but then address the issue. So is there another way, you know, they should protest instead of doing it this way? Or is this the well, appropriate think, way to protest? I think initially when it started happening, I think. You have to use the, the means that you have. And if you're if you're an athlete and there's 30 million people watching you every week, it's definitely going to bring attention. The fact that we're talking about it right now. You know, I think Kaepernick was crucified for the last year or however long, but I think he's changing a little bit now, even after, you know, President Trump's, you know, statements that some people agree with, some people disagree with. Um, so, yes, the initial part is bringing the awareness. And the next step is, hey, one, uh, you know, if you if you guys as the NFL owners are agreeing with this, you know, we can't support. And so another protest is saying, I'm not watching. And on top of that, I'm not supporting and purchasing from your sponsors. Money, you vote with your dollars, you know, most effectively. And, so, and, yeah, and also, a, also people are, yeah. you know, are forgetting about what happened back in October of 1968 of the U.S. Olympics. Right. When you had you know, the two Olympics uh, award winners actually stand up on the podium you know, raise, with raised black fists to, you know, to protest the fact of what was going on here in the United States. Right. And see, the thing is, we tend to forget how amazing, you know, and how much respect we have for, you know, Tommy, you know, Tommy Strong, you know, and those guys down in those Olympics. We also forget how much amazing respect we have for Muhammad Ali. But at that time, he went to jail and he was vilified. We also have the, you know, we got to understand also that if, if George Washington and those guys lost, they would be turncoats, and they uh, this whole situation would be different. So, you know, who's a turncoat or a traitor and who's a hero is just a matter of timelines. You feel me? So I think that we got to, you know, put that in perspective as well. You know, at a certain time, you know, Dr. King, as much reverence and, and respect as we have for him, he was breaking the law. Like, that's the reality of the situation because that law was unjust. And every American will say, yeah, that wasn't right. And there's, if, you, if you agree that that was those laws were okay, the Jim Crow laws and the segregation was okay, then, you know, that's a different thing. But to me, most Americans will say, yeah, that wasn't right, and they stood up against that. So this isn't even a law. This is something that, hey, it's not even a law, but, you know, we're getting brutalized. And I say we because of the fact that I'm an African-American male, you know. So, I mean, all of those things are key. The, the, the thing that I would stress everyone else to also do is, don't attack somebody because they don't see it the same way as you. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a player that was a, was a ranger, was an Army, you know, United States Ranger, was, you know, served in the military, you know, and he's the one player on the Pittsburgh Steelers that decided to come out as the rest of the team and, and stand for the anthem as the rest of the team stayed, you know, in the locker room. And both of those, you know, groups of people have that right. There's a way to agree to disagree and be respectful, you know. And Mike, we got to remember. Michael brought up earlier a 1980 uh, Olympic medalist when they were on the stand. 68. 68, sorry. Uh, that they raised their fists during that time when it was them that was supposed to be in the spotlight. They used that time for instead of us 
you know, just recognizing their accomplishment, that is when they chose to make that statement. And right. do you see that any different uh, than these players now choosing that time when we're supposed to respect the flag and the national anthem? Do you, uh, you see it any different in those two situations? Well, I think, I think that it's, it's, it's a bit of a difference. I think, I think the major difference is in the fact that um, uh, I think the, 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 uh, the major difference is in the fact that, you know, one, it's a lot more, it's a lot more covert, you know, and these are things that we have to stand up against. It's, it's, a, it's a slam dunk in the sense of acknowledging uh, people that are saying, okay, you're getting brutalized, you're getting beat by police officers, you're getting that, that's right in your face. You're getting hoses shot on you. Right now it's a system where it's, it's hiding. And I think that the thing that especially Second Amendment advocates, they got to recognize what tyranny is. You have to recognize mm-hmm. what tyranny is. We're not, we're not talking about, and I think we should, as well as deal with, you know, the murders that's happening in Chicago, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, things like that. That has to happen as well. These aren't separate things. With that being the case, we also have to recognize when it's the government or law enforcement officials doing these things and they're not being uh, held to a standard. When they're not being held to a standard, that creates a space where it leans right towards the type of tyranny that the founding fathers were saying we need to protect against. Yeah. And that's the problem. Mm. That's the problem. If I, as a law like enforcement, as a, as a law-abiding citizen, as a concealed carry citizen, decide to say, I'm going to shoot somebody because I thought that they were a threat to my life. Well, that's not justifiable homicide. There needs to be an imminent threat to your life. You know, so we have situations where a few days ago, you know, I saw on social media, there's a teenager. He was struggling with a law enforcement officer, unarmed. This officer got his gun, even though they have the taser. He shot and killed this kid right in a a parking mall or, you know, a a mall strip. Point is, that's that's going in the direction of the type of tyranny founding fathers were talking about. We got to we got we got to really stick to that Constitution. We got to pay attention to those things. That's very, very important. You get me? Otherwise. We're sliding into a totalitarian police state. That's not what any American citizen wants. Um, I, I would just like to say, I think part of the problem that people have with this, I think everybody's entitled to have their own opinion. Um, I think there's a time and place for it. When I go to a concert to see somebody perform, I have an expectation. I've spent $100 or whatever it is I've spent to hear uh-huh. that person sing. I'm not going there to hear their political views. I'm going okay. there actually to unwind, relax, have a nice time, kind of decompress. I don't want to uh-huh. hear that kind of stuff. I think well, there's, here, there's here, this. Here's, hold here's on. The hold on. Let me hold on. Let me just finish. I think that's the same expectation when you go to a football game. You're not there to have them with their own personal agenda, although they are entitled to their views. Why they should that's when they're quote unquote on the job. Why don't they spend their free time going out to the masses, talking about this, getting contributions, really going before Senate, going before Congress, do whatever it takes. That's You're right. fine. I just You're don't right. think this is the appropriate time. Well, one you're right and you're wrong. You're right because of the fact that you're, you're right in a sense of there, there does need to be places where these athletes, actors and, you know, authors and entertainers and scientists and things of that nature need to do that outside of that. That's what Kaepernick is doing because of the fact that he's going where he's spending hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars to create that space. That's happening. That's not me saying that. That's what if we're using Colin Kaepernick as the example, that's what he's done. That's what he's done on his on his own dime. 
You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That has happened. It's not me making that up. That has happened. Outside of that, they just use the platform. Secondly, to that to that point is, uh, I think that I think that we have to make sure that when we get into, into a space where just go ahead and end it, and then because I'm I'm going to be a couple of more minutes. Um, when we get to a space where we're not utilizing all of our platforms. Injustice is injustice. And because if you do a particular job as an American citizen, if you're a day laborer, if you're a plumber, and if you have that type of, you know, if you have a a situation that's not based in justice, you have an obligation to fix that, to address it. So I don't agree with the concept that, oh, because, you know, they're an athlete, they don't have the right to or or things of that nature. Here's the other thing. I'm glad because, you know, we're not going to football games to watch the national anthem. We're not. Before this situation, most people don't even watch the national anthem part. When you're having a Super Bowl party, most of us aren't even watching it. You understand? Uh-huh. Since we're not even watching it, it's nothing different. It's nothing different. It's nothing, uh, it's nothing you know, super conflicting or things of that nature or anything like that. It's nothing of that nature. So the thing is, he also is, after he's you know, taking his peaceful protest, he's also still going to play football. All of those players from the Baltimore Ravens, from the Jacksonville Jaguars, from the Pittsburgh Steelers today that chose to use their, you know, First Amendment right to freedom of expression, they chose to take a stand, and they also chose to play the game of football. So you're right and you're wrong. You're right and you're right, you know, but there's, I just disagree to a certain extent. We have to utilize every platform as American citizens, as American citizens, as a Second Amendment advocate. I have to use every avenue that I have, social media, you know, my, you know, my, my, my music, my, you know, when I'm just having a regular conversation to say, hey, this is important. This is very important. And we need to know that, you know, and to just go, oh, there's a time and a place where we're going to respect freedom. To me, that's a blaring contradiction. All right. What you got? It's like a, like a safe space. All right. Let me go to line one. Glenn, Glenn, you on would come and talk it. What you got for me, Glenn? All right, yeah, I'd like to uh, chime in as well. I think a lot of people are getting unnecessarily triggered because it, this is a financial situation that happened. Um, like one of the guys that wrote on Facebook, um, and this article has been going around, about the 14 teams that were paid uh, $54 million for them to come out and do the uh, national anthem. Before 2009, that wasn't even a thing. So people are not even paying attention to that. Um, foundations and nonprofits. Come on, guys. You got to be doing a little bit more research when you say right. these players need to put their money somewhere. They already did it. They're already doing it. Um, and if you were getting taxed at 40 percent, you would you would be willing to be on every platform as well. Um, right. Pat Tillman was killed by friendly fire. Um, stop thinking that you know that was a situation that's appropriate. Um, the U.S. Army actually totally abused the situation. Yeah, that was so when it comes to fighting for the men and women that serve, let's talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. And World War II, the black people that came back from fighting came back and they had no access to resources. So what are we saying about the people that are fighting for the vets right now? They come back. We don't have any resources for them as well. Um, Therapeutically, which is horrible. So I I would love to get a response from the lady that talked about her $100 going to shut people up on stage. See, I'm not looking to shut people well. up. Did he say shut people up on stage? 
I tell you what, up. hold on. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back. And I want to get you to hang on with me, Maj, just a little while longer past the break. Glenn, hold on. Uh, we're talking about what's going on with the NFL. We're talking about should we bend the knee or not bend the knee? This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. On air, online, and on your smart device, Talk 1370 is the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about bending the knee, and and, and it's really not about the American flag. It's not about the national anthem. This is about police accountability, what is what it's about. And people people are upset that, you know, whenever someone is shot, and it clearly it, that person should not have been shot and killed, that there's no prosecution, there's no charges or anything brought on, on law enforcement. And that's what they're upset about, and that's what this protest is all about. So let's not let this narrative change. So let me go back to um, my co-host here because she was saying something. I guess she was responding to uh, what they were saying. Oh, I, I don't recall where we left off. Okay. We got... Carried in conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I know, right? All right, so let me go back to Maj. Uh, Maj, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, there you go. All right, we got you, Maj. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, so okay. you have any thoughts about what Glenn said before we went to the break? Because Glenn mentioned uh, a whole bunch of stuff there. Give me, give, me, give me a quick breakdown real quick again. All right, so let me go back to Glenn. Glenn, do a <laughs> recap of what you just said. Uh, basically, uh, until 2009, the players stayed in the locker room. Um, the U.S. Army or the military gave 40, $54 million to 14 teams in order for that to happen. Um, there are several players, ex-players, um, several people that have foundations and nonprofits that actually give back to the community. Uh, a lot of people need to do a little bit more research. Pat Tillman was killed by friendly fire. Um, he was one of those great men that did a great service, but... Horrible things happened to them. The U.S. military did some horrible things when they um, lied about the award, lied about his story, lied about what happened, and then later came back and had to tell the truth. Um, two, I mean, uh, World War II, whenever all of our African-American soldiers came back, they didn't have access to the same resources as others. All right, go ahead, Maj. So, yeah, one, uh, everything that he's saying is, is leaning me to the fact that this isn't about a flag or those people that are saying, oh, Kaepernick or these players are horrible. Let's, let's, let's just cut it. Let's, let's cut right to the brass tacks. The reality is it's not about the flag for them either. It's not about the Constitution, and it should be. It should be. If, if it was about freedom, then they would respect the ability of players to express how they feel about an injustice from the communities that most of those players come from. It's not about that. It's about how dare you? How dare you defy us billionaires? How dare you express a thing that could potentially get, you know, most of America together? White, black, Spanish, Asian, Latin, it doesn't matter. If you're under a certain class or tax bracket, more than likely you identify, and that's a commonality. When you have people identifying with a commonality, you have power. Because then those people start to organize and collectively do things that affect 
you know, the quote unquote 1% money. Now, I am a capitalist. Let me be very clear. I am not a socialist. I am not a communist. I am a capitalist. If, you, if I swipe your debit card and if it works, you're my friend. That's number one. <laughs> so I don't have a position of, oh, people shouldn't be making money. Oh, I think you should make as much money as you possibly can based on your innovation and your work ethic. With that being the case, I also identify with workers because without workers, you can't get all of that money to the same extent. Point being is this. Those owners are upset, and maybe not so much now that, you know, President Trump has said something I think was a little bit out of line. But more than likely, it's more about the concept of how dare you defy us? How dare you take a moment to use your platform for something of power? And I think that's where it becomes not justified. That's where they're wrong. So it's not about, and I get it, they want to hide behind, oh, the flag, the flag, the flag. But speaking to the brother's point, before a certain amount of time, most of the players were in the actual locker room when the national anthem was sung anyway. So they exposed the contradiction. And I think we have to be very clear of that. This isn't a black or white thing. This is an American thing. To my white friends that are from the same neighborhood and the same tax bracket that I'm from, they identify with that. Because when we walk up the street and if those officers decide to pull us both over, that's how it go. Even if we just express our freedom to be. So saying that to say, I think the brother brought up very excellent points about, nah, it's not about that. It's about power. It's about power. And I believe that the power should be in the hands of the people, providing those people are doing the right things. And I believe that the owners have a responsibility, just as the players, just as the players, to acknowledge and use their platforms and their power to correct injustice in America. All right. Man, I tell you what, thank you, Maj. I really appreciate what you do. I appreciate what you say. Uh, you bring a lot of insight to what we're talking about. And like you said, hey. You know, keep your eyes on the prize. This is not about the national anthem. It's not about the American flag. This is about police accountability. And and you know what, Maj, you have a a, a good weekend. I hear you. Absolutely, you, you sound busy. Thank y'all so much for having me. And I want to make sure that everybody's understanding each person on this call's perspective. You may agree, you may disagree. We all in the same fight together. You know, because we're the people. I mean, like literally, it's cheesy as it sounds. That's right. <laughs> and, and it's okay to agree to disagree without being disagreeable. And this is a peaceful protest. No one's getting hurt. We're not burning down homes. We're not burning down neighborhoods. It's a peaceful protest. Thank you, Maj. Thanks. Thank you. All right. And thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate you calling in, too, all the way from Colorado. That song there, we came back from the break. That was for you, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So, um, and then, by the way, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-LIVE. Come and talk it uh, for Gavino Fernandez out there. He wanted to come call in to talk about something. Go ahead, Gavino. Tell me what you got. All right. So um, now let's we're going to shift gears just a little bit because there's breaking news coming out of Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where there's a church shooting where we have uh, six people are injured and one dead. Uh, so listen to the... Uh, the one, the police department spokesman out of Tennessee. He went to his vehicle, got his gun, came back inside, and according to him, it was then that the gunman shot himself. Uh, it is our belief that the gunman's condition is not life-threatening. Uh, he is under police guard right now at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. 
Uh, this investigation uh, is going to be continuing, obviously, throughout the day and into the coming week. Uh, the persons who were wounded, the innocents, uh, the fire department is telling me that one person appears to be more serious than others, but again, all of those individuals have now been taken to hospitals. Uh, I have three female gunshot victims who were taken to Vanderbilt University Medical Center, three male gunshot victims taken to Vanderbilt. That includes the shooter. Uh, the man who was pistol whipped has been taken to Skyline Medical Center, and there is one additional gunshot wound victim who was taken to Skyline. All right, so that's what's going on in Nashville, Tennessee there. It's a church shooting. Uh, and once again, you know, in Texas, just so you know, on the Texas Penal Code 46.35, you get a license to carry a handgun. You can actually carry your handgun in church unless they tell you verbally that you cannot or they post a 30.06 sign, which means you cannot conceal carry, or a 30.07 sign, which means you cannot openly carry. So if they don't post a sign, they don't give you effective notice, and they don't tell you verbally, then you can carry your gun in church. And truly, I really do believe in praising the Lord and passing the ammunition. <laughs> All right, so, so now we're going to uh, – well, I'm sorry. We got, let's go to line one with Gavino. What you got for me, Gavino? On the flag issue? Yes, sir. Uh, the other day I was going down Barn Springs, and I saw a couple, and uh, – he had on shorts with the American flag imprint, you know, insignia. You know, the whole shorts were was a flag. And she had a bra and, and a bikini that also had the flag resemblance. So which is more disrespect, that or not kneeling down at the national anthem? Mm. So you're saying that, you know, the fact that, you know, because he could potentially fart on the flag. Is that what you're saying, <laughs> Gavino? Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, what my point is, you know, what's the, you know, what's the issue here? You know, uh, again, you know, in America, I, I think that, well, we, we do have that right to either, you know, stand up or, or not stand up or, uh, and you, many times you don't know why people don't stand up. There may, that person might be deaf and you don't know what's going on, you know? Some people uh, may say that this guy and his girlfriend wearing the American flag are patriotic. That's true, too. Could they be patriotic, Gavino? I don't know. You tell me. But uh, uh, I also wanted to mention that maybe somewhere down the line you need to have some Latinos on your program as well. You don't think I have enough? I'll get some more. So... So you're saying I don't have enough Latinos on the show, Gavino? Is that what you're calling me out on? Yes, uh -huh. I, I just I just left the the forum at HT on on uh, institutional racism, so I came out feeling fired up, you know. Okay, all right, I got you. Okay, <laughs> I understand. That's okay. Where's Olivia? Well, I, let, let me just let me just close with this because I've been recently. I've been to three of those. Okay. The most recent one at UT. Okay. And uh, the one today, and one of the things that I noticed is that uh, the majority of the attendees are Anglos. Hmm. What does that and say to you? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. You know, I'm saying why? why? <laughs> you know? But uh, to me on the issue, uh, to me, it's very simple. We as human beings have the power to change our behavior. 
We do. We, and, and, really, and I re- really wanted to address the issue of racism, let's just stop practicing it. Yeah. What I would wish for people to do is stop putting the same people in the office and, and expecting something different because that's what we're doing here in Austin. We're putting the same right. people in office over and over again, and we're expecting different results, and we're not getting different results. Um, and, we, you know, we, we, we do get we, – we talk about a lot of different topics on this show, and we try to bring things from, you know, every perspective and, and just come together and, and, you know, just we either agree or we agree to disagree. You know, so – but, man, I tell you what, thank you, Gavina. I really appreciate you calling in and talking to us. No, thank you, and, and thank you for for uh, continuing to host a show like this because it's it's very informative. I walked into Dan's Hamburgers on the airport, and there was a couple of officers, four officers in one corner, and a, and a big man, big man, young big man, walked in with his big old 45 on the side. Nice. And uh, those officers didn't even wink an eye. And that's and and, and, and that's thanks. And I want to say because you know I hate to say it, but you know East Austin uh, on 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 the airport, big man and a big African man at that. You know, so these officers were just I mean, it, like it nothing nothing had happened when there was no you know there was no reaction from them, and I think that. That is, that is because of a lot of people like you that have been out there pounding the ground and wanting to make people understand that this is something that this is an American right that we should that we have and we should practice it. Thank you. All right, sir. Thank you may, very much. May I make a comment real yes. quick? Because I often hear this racism, we need to stop racism, we need to stop racism. And some of the people that say that don't realize that the very thing they're doing is practicing racism or they're making assumptions. And I'm going to give myself and my daughter as an example. He says there's no Latinos on this show. Okay. My last name is Hales right now because I was married and I, I'm divorced now, but I never changed my, my name back to my maiden name. My maiden name is Aragona, which is Italian. My mother, my grandfather on my mother's side, before he came to this country, there were problems with, you know, certain ethnic groups not being uh, treated fairly as this has happened throughout time. And his his name before he came to this country was Figueroa. Mm. He changed it to De Figueroa when he came here. Figueroa is Spanish. So I'm Spanish and Italian. My daughter, her last name is Hales because my husband adopted her. Her biological father is Mexican. I'm Italian and Spanish. We don't really know what people are. There's such a a mix of people in this world today. We should just get to know them and quit making assumptions about who they are. And this is Michael (laughs) Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're back and we're going to change gears just a little bit. Going to get away from talking about the NFL and 
And uh, Colin Kaepernick and bending the knee. We're just going to change the subject altogether. But I do want to mention the fact that, you know, since I just heard Anthony Weiner's name, I do want to mention the fact because Weiner, that, when you say that name, <laughs> that brings up the Austin City Council member uh, that displayed his member. And I'm still waiting on the Austin Chronicle or the statesman to tell us a little bit about it. I'm just waiting here, you know, because if that was a Republican, if a Republican came out there and exposed himself to someone, uh, they definitely would have a truth or meteor or something about it in the statesman or the Austin Chronicle. You know, so but uh, we'll see. So maybe I have to hold some signs up and stand in the city council, uh, you know, with the, the world's greatest dad T-shirt on and, and Austin City <laughs> Council, see what they have to say. So we'll see. All right, so let's change gears. Let's talk about the silencer shop. All right, so let's talk about suppressors. Let's talk about silencers. Since this is a gun talk show, so we've got to talk about some guns, baby. Got to yeah. get the guns in there. All right, so now let, let me bring up to the mic um, my good friend, um, and I'm going to let him introduce himself because he's, you know, he's, he's switched from a lot of different companies, and now he's with the silencer shop now, but he always stays consistent. It's always, it always has something to do with suppressors. So step on up to the mic. Tell people who you are. How's it going, Michael? All right, sir. I am Anson Gordon. I work with or for Silencer Shop, and uh, you were nice enough to bring me on the air today. And as big as those arms are, you know, he's not here to arm wrestle. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to do some push-ups when he walked into the room there, you know, because he's looking big, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. That, that segue from, from Wiener to me, I was a little worried. I wasn't sure where, why I was really here. Oh, I wouldn't do that to you. No, I wouldn't do that to you. No, nah, but we're here to talk about the Salzer Shop because they're doing great things over there. They're doing great things. They have uh, some great products that they just put out there, which makes it easier for gun stores like mom and pops like us uh, to be able to sell silencers or suppressors to our customers. Right? That's it. Exactly. That's their, their business model. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that's the, as you know, buying an NFA item in 2017 is challenging but we, we feel like we're making it a little bit easier That's yeah because kind of we're, we're still waiting on the congress uh, to actually pass this hearing protection act which it doesn't look good i don't know so because if we don't get this done within the next within this year if it's not done this year then one one of those houses are going to flip either the house is going to flip or the senate is going to flip in congress and we may not have that opportunity to get the hearing protection act passed so we have to go to other steps and thanks to Silencer Shop, um, where they are a distributor, so they're allowing us to use their platform. We have their kiosk in our store. Now tell us a little bit about that's the correct. Kiosk. So our ultimate goal is is just to make the the buying experience easier for both the dealer and the end user. And this kiosk was kind of in response to an ATF ruling that was signed by the Attorney General last year, or. In January of 2016 and went into effect in July of 2016 called 41F, which makes every person responsible on a trust um, subject to background checks, uh, fingerprints, photo ID, uh, which just, again, makes it a little bit more challenging for that person who buys a silencer. So this kiosk uh, streamlines that process. It allows you to, to do your you'd walk into a dealer, do the fingerprints right then. Um, you create an account on our website, then you download a, a, a free app and you can actually take a, a picture right there in the store. And then that uploads directly to your information in the kiosk. And so then you're good to go. So right there, uh, you know, that, that eliminates a lot of the challenge. All right. Awesome. And so we're going to go to the silencer shops website. If you can grab the, 
the camera there. Um, you have to bring it over here, actually. Yeah. So we're going to go to the Sounder Shops website, <clears throat> and we're going to show you as as a dealer, if any of my dealers out there, going to show you how easy it is as a dealer to be able to go to their website and look into their inventory and actually pick a product from their inventory to sell to your customers. Yeah, one of the, one of the challenges for for dealers post this 41F that I was talking about is leading up to that everybody and their dog bought five silencers, which was amazing, but then after that there was a natural drop off and and a lot of manufacturers and I was part of this sold dealers things such as stocking dealer packages and they were left holding a lot of inventory once that that part of the industry slowed down. Okay. And so with the ability to sell and buy through our website, we hold an inventory of about $3 million of silencers. And so the ability for a, a customer to walk in, talk to the gun, the person behind the counter, select a silencer directly off our website, and they can we can form three it immediately to that dealer, get the process started, and, and go from there. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> All right. So we go to Silencer Shop's website. Um, let's see here. I'm on the wrong interface here. So I'm going to click on, uh oh, search. No, no, that's not it. Oh, man. I did something wrong. I walked you through this already. You I know you know did. It. You sure did. <laughs> All right. So, so before 41F, people could get a trust and they wouldn't need fingerprints or background check for silencer? No, no. The, the person purchasing the silencer would, but you can add persons responsible on that trust. So your wife, your child, um, and they're allowed to, to be in possession of that silencer, just like the person who purchased it. Now all those people are required to have that same background check. Everybody has to get it. Exactly. All right, so, so we're on the Silencer Shop's website. We're going to go up to the top. We're going to click on My Account once we log in. And once we go to My Account, <clears throat> it's going to pop up with some options on the left-hand side. So right around here, you have uh, My Buy Local. Correct. So we're going to go to My Buy Local, and it's going to open up another window. And once you're there, it takes a couple seconds for that to load. And once we're there, it shows some information. We're going to cover that sucker up right there. <laughs> right. I don't want anybody seeing my money. We're going to go to Sales Manager. And once we're at Sales Manager, uh, it's going to pull up. All right, so. You should see where it says Sell Through Silencer Shop Inventory. So it says Use Silencer Shop Inventory. Correct. All right, awesome. So once we're there, we can click that little red button that says Use Silencer Shop Inventory. And then select whatever inventory we want. Wow, this is really easy. I want to look at a dead air. See if I can see if any dead airs out there. Check out the model. We'll just pick any mini mini mo. I did a Ghost 45M, and it tells me they're 13 in stock. And it gives me, you know, the cost. Is that my cost? Is that the? So that's going to be my cost. Your cost, and not then, the customer's cost. Correct. Okay. Then it shows me my cost. And it tells me how many are in stock, and then I can go ahead and purchase that from my customer that's inside the store. And then, correct. And then the wow. customer will just pay you. And okay. then we will form three that silencer to you immediately. You should get a serial number. And now, and now things are faster because I'm, what I'm noticing is I'm ordering um, silencers now, and I'm getting them, I'm getting that form within a day. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much instant at this point yeah, so it used to yeah. be like 45 days it used to be 45 days so we've streamlined that process and then 
even more exciting for the end user is we have um, rolled out a barcode system okay. on our Form 4 generator. The Form 4 generator is, a Form 4 is what is used to transfer a silencer or an NFA item from a dealer to to the end user. Okay. And after that 41F I was talking about, wait times have been up to 12, 13 months. Oh, wow. Those are coming down a little bit. Right. Um, you know, I would say they're eight, nine, 10 months right now. But with this Form 4 generator, it's a, it's a barcode. And all of the information that is on that Form 4 is embedded in that barcode on the front page of it. Okay. Now, because what I'm seeing is I'm seeing, I'm getting Form 4s that are like October mm-hmm. of last year. It, it seems like they've skipped July, August, and September for some reason. So something is going on there. I'm not sure what it is, but I, I'm... It, it's probably, the ones you probably received were, were purchased as individuals. Okay. As opposed to a trust. Okay. And then, um, <clears throat> so let me make sure I have this right. So they go to the kiosk, uh, and once they're at the kiosk, um, say I have the, you know, I, I have the silencer or suppressor in my possession. They're going to go to the kiosk and then... Because I'm, I'm gonna, it's already in the system at that point. Correct. So they can go to the kiosk, and do their fingerprints, mm-hmm. and they can download an app. Free app for their picture. Correct. And once they take that picture, is that uploaded automatically? That's uploaded automatically. Okay. So once they take yep. the pictures, uploaded automatically into the Silencer Shop system. So your fingerprints are there, and then you have to email your trust. Right? Correct. Okay. So you email your trust to the Silencer Shop, and make sure you put, you know. It's your email, I guess, address in the subject line there just to make sure. And so then they'll put all that stuff together and then marry it up. They'll do the form for you and then submit it to the ATF. And submit after you pay ATF. your $200 tax stamp fee, how do they pay the tax stamp fee? Um, they they can either check credit card. I mean, just. And you can do that on on the like the silencer shop's website correct. or something. Okay. And, you know, the 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 cool thing about wh- where it's going to take these lead times down with that with that barcode is currently. They're somewhere sitting in a back room. There's an ATF agent that has a stack of papers that, you know, is up to their eyes. Right. And they have to go through and manually transfer all of that information into their system. So now, thanks to Silencer Shop, they don't have to do that anymore. They, they don't have to do that They just scan the barcode and it automatically populates the information that they need. It, that's exactly right. Wow. I, I mean, it's, it's sad that, you know, we had to do that for the government. <laughs> right. That's but, crazy. That but, one company actually had to say, look, you know, we, we, we're already putting the barcode on there. Why don't you guys just use the barcode and, you know, let it populate into your system? And it could be so much faster. So much faster. Wow. Oh, man, I tell you, it's, it, it's sad that, you know, the government agency that, you know, just could not do this. I would, hey, can I jump in real quick? Absolutely. I would tell you this. You know, the, you were talking about the uh, Hearing Protection Act yes. and the possibilities of that. Anytime somebody asks me about that and they're interested in buying a silencer— I tell them to do it now. Right. Because if you wait and that does actually, first of all, it may never happen. Right. Um, if it does happen, so, just the availability of silencers is going gonna, is gonna to be very difficult. You're going to be probably waiting longer and probably paying twice as much. Um, so if you are interested or on the fence to do it, I would do it right now. Mm. It, it'll get you at the front of the line is what I tell people. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Man, all right. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Peace. This is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talking Radio with Michael Cargill.
catch up on the latest headlines anytime at talk1370.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking with, with Mr. Gordon here, and he's telling us about the Silencer Shop, telling us about a lot of good things that Silencer Shop is doing. Uh, we're learning how we can actually get our Form 4s approved a little faster, get that tax stamp, and don't wait. You need to do it now. Don't wait on the government to give you your freedom. You bet you might want to go ahead and grab it right about now because they may disappoint you. Yeah, that. Hearing Protection Act may not pass, especially if you have not contacted your U.S. congressman or your U.S. senator. You may so, die waiting. Exactly. So don't hold your breath. Um, you know, you might want to give them a call sometime because if you're if you're that person's asking, well, when is the Hearing Protection Act going to pass? My response is, when did you call? Did you call your U.S. congressman? Did you call your U.S. senator? So you got to call because uh, if if it does pass, you, you might want to get your stuff now because then that I'm telling you, product, it's it's gonna. It's going to dry up. People are going to jump on it really fast, and they're going to get their, their silencers or suppressors, and, you know, the, it's just going to dry up really quick. So definitely get it now. Uh, what what new things are out there? Go ahead, answer. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a, a ton of new stuff on the market. You know, the, the silencers, you know, there's kind of three categories that they fall into as far as centerfire rifle, centerfire pistol, and rimfire. And there's, there's some really compelling centerfire pistol cans out there right now, you know, that are modular. There's a lot of modular things going on, even even in the the rifle category. So, I usually I usually lean towards 30 cal cans because they're multi caliber. You can run things from from 223 on up to 300 Remington Ultra Mag or 300 Mat, you know, Win Mag. Um, same in the pistol. Uh, you know, 45 cans are typically more versatile. You can run nine mil, 357. You know, and, and so there's there's a number of them out there right now that are coming out. Uh, you know, it's just what is, how do you like to shoot and how do you like to shoot suppressed? That now, would all kind of vary. Do you think this is going to change the, the firearms industry, you know, industry, if the Hearing Protection Act is passed and more people are able to get, you know, silencers faster? Mm -hmm. Is it going to change, like, I guess every gun is going to have, you know, need that threat yeah, of barrel? I mean, I'm obviously a, a huge proponent of shooting suppressed. I think that it's, there's just so many benefits to it. And as you know, I mean, you shot suppressed. It's not like it is in Hollywood where assassins have guns and it's silent and, you know, they're just walking through a, a crowd and nobody knows it. I mean, there is a noise associated to it. But what it does is it brings that noise level down to a hearing safe level. Safe level. So you're saying it's not totally silent? No, no. And that's a misconception of the anti-gun community. They say, well, you know, we don't want people to have these suppressors because we don't want the guns to be silent. We want to hear that shot. Well, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it, but it's not going to blow your eardrums out. Right. And that's the main, that's the main misconception. Right. And I think that's a Hollywood thing and I get it. But yeah, I think that just the, the advantages to shooting suppressed far outweigh. So would it change the industry? Absolutely. You know, all of a sudden you would have, you know, a ton of more manufacturers out there and there'd be, you know, great innovation and then some not so good. And, you know, it'd be kind of varying. Uh, but yeah, it would, it would have absolutely change things. Yeah. And then and people are stuck on online of talking about churches right now. Mm. Um, and because and, someone said that uh, most churches post 30 dot six signs and that's not true. Most churches do not post 30 dot six signs. I've been to half of the churches here in the Travis County area um, and I've 
I've only come across a 30.06 sign once. You know, so so far, I, I just don't see them that often. So very few churches actually post signs that say you cannot carry in church. So I always carry in church. I truly believe in praising the Lord and passing the ammunition. Can I use that line? I like that. <laughs> I <I'm still> that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So um, back to talking about silencers. Um, I'm just, you know, man, I'm, it's, it's, it's killing me. You know, what is the relationship between Silencer Co. and Silencer Shop? You know, you think we're ever going to build that relationship up again? Yeah, I, that's a that's a very good question. I'm not really sure. Um, and that's know. probably way over your pay grade. Yeah, it is. And, you know, <laughs> and, and I've, uh, you know, been affiliated with, with both of those companies that you just talked about and great people at both of them. And like you said, it probably is above my pay grade. Um, I know that it would, it would probably be a good thing, but, you know, I... I couldn't answer that question, to be right. honest with you. Yeah. And and they're doing some good things over there at Silencer Co. as well. Um, so they're going to, they're putting out product, which is great. We're getting a lot of product that's out there right now. Um, and I do think this is definitely going to change the industry where we're able to get. I just got to figure out how we're going to, you know, how we're going to get those 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 barrels threaded. You know, and how we're going to make that happen. More and that's more, hard. more and more manufacturers are putting those out, though, either, you know, because like if I want my gun that I have right now, if I want to get it threaded, you know that's a lot more trouble than what it's worth. It's best to just go ahead and buy a new gun that's already threaded. Yeah, and, and but there's a lot of you know companies that make aftermarket products. You okay. know, drop in barrels for for you know semi-automatic pistols and stuff that you can drop in. There's okay. some quality ones out there. Uh, most obviously, when it comes to semi-automatic rifles, they have muzzle devices, and most you know you can swap out muzzle devices easy for you know, different manufacturers. So. And this has changed the hunting industry greatly, especially here in Texas, because now, I mean, we can hunt from, you know, you can, do, you can shoot feral hogs uh, from a helicopter. You can do it from a, now, uh, what is it? A hot air balloon. Hot now. air balloon. Yeah, yeah I heard absolutely. that. That's cool. Yeah, so we can do it from there now. And also, you know, by way of using the, a silencer. So that I think that's awesome. It's absolutely. definitely changing things really great. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you think about in Texas, the way most people hunt whitetail, deer they're they're sitting in a blind and you know in a small box and you know when you discharge a firearm in one of those it, it's it's not good for your ears it's it's really damaging and so it makes it louder it, it, yeah it, it echoes, echoes yeah reverberates echoes. it's it's way worse i mean right. it, there's no way you're not suffering some sort of hearing loss when that happens and so i mean i there's no way i would shoot unsuppressed at this point point. and then someone asked a question is it true if you have a tax stamp atf can search your house at any time no, that's not true. <laughs> they're, not, they're not searching your house. Uh, they may want to know, you know, where the item is, you know, and they want, may want to see the item because it, that is, you know, those items are registered. So whenever you get a suppressor, you get a silencer, you get a machine gun, you get an, a, a short barrel rifle, you get any other destructive device, a zip gun, AOW, any other weapon, and you have to get a tax stamp for that, then yes, the ATF can actually, you know, if they want to see it, they, you know, they can see it. It's, it's not to search your house or anything like that. It's, it's to see that item because that item is registered. Unlike the other firearms that we have here in Texas, you know, that you walk into a gun store to buy um, everything else, those are not registered. And that's a misconception that people have. People think that when you go to a gun store and you fill out a 4473 and get a background check gun, done, they think that, well, you're registering the gun. Well, we don't register guns in Texas. The only registered items in Texas are going to be NFA items, National Firearms Act items. Those are the ones that you need a tax stamp from the ATF in order to be in possession of. So you don't register, you know, regular firearms. You walk into a gun store, you're filling out the form. 
what they do is um, the gun store will will either type it in or call it in and tell the the Knicks background check system your last name, your first name, your middle initial, your height, your weight, um, your social security number if you provide it because that is optional. And also if you're buying a handgun, long gun, or other, and if you're a citizen or not. So those are the things that they're telling them. They're not telling them the make and model of the serial number of that gun. Now, the only time that the government will find out about your gun, what firearms you actually have, is if you are in Texas or a state that actually borders Mexico or or Canada, for that matter, then you buy two handguns or two long guns or more in a five-day period, then the gun store has to fill out this form and report it to the FBI and also to the chief law enforcement officer in the county that you live in. So if you buy two handguns or more in a five-day period or two long guns or more in a five-day period, then they have to fill out that form, send it into the, the FBI and also to the chief law enforcement officer in the county you live in at that point then they know the make model serial number of your gun that you have so that's how that stuff works and not on all gun stores have to do the long gun portion of it the rifles and shotguns because if a gun store is a manufacturer which is what we are central texas gunworks we're manufacturers so we don't report long guns we only have to report handguns so that's how that stuff goes all right man it's a lot you know people are asking all these hard questions online. <laughs> all right, so um, all right, good. So thank you, welcome, Donald. Appreciate that. All right, so all right, all right. This is why we shouldn't. And Christopher Collins says this is why we should carry constitutionally without regulation. No governing agency should have the right to tax or license our God-given rights to self-preservation. Well, we agree with you, Christopher, and we hope to see you um, at the Texas Capitol in January of 2019. Because I get that in class a lot. People say, you know, I start explaining the laws to people in class, and they say, well, why is the law this way? Well, why is the law that way? Well, you know what? It's that way because you haven't said anything about it because we're waiting on you to come join us at the Capitol and, you know, try to get those things changed because they see the same people over and over again. We need to see some new faces and some new people and new voices. So we need your help in order to get those things changed and get that done. And without you, it cannot happen. So we need you to show up at the Capitol January 2019 because that's when the Texas legislature will go in session again um, unless there's a special session called to talk about, you know, new, other bills or laws or whatever and make changes. All right. So, men, I want to thank you, sir, for coming into the show and telling us about the silencer shop and what you guys have new that's going on at, at silencer shop. Tell us about the kiosk, about the barcode um, and definitely go to silencer shops website. Um and check out their inventory and see what they have going on. Um, get your silencer, your suppressor right now because the time is running out. Because we don't know, you know what's going to happen with the Hearing Protection Act. Don't know. So you better get it now. Um, got anything to say to him? No, just uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. I know we talked a lot about, you know, the NFL and we talked about the president and this going back and forth and this tweeting and all this good kind of stuff. Well, you know what? Let's agree to disagree because that's just how it happens. But please do not lose sight of what the topic is about. It is about the fact that, you know, we have unarmed men that are and women, for that matter, that are getting gunned down in the streets of the United States by police officers and, and they're not being prosecuted. 
Okay, it's not about black on black crime because those people are prosecuted for those crimes. But the problem is when there's a clear shooting and it and the it is unjust. The problem is, you know, someone's not being prosecuted, and that's what the subject is about, and that's what this protest is about. Uh, so it's not about the American flag. It's not about the national anthem. I support the national anthem. I always stand for the anthem, and I enjoy singing the anthem, and I love my country. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.